Hello, this is Steph Reed, and welcome to episode number eight of the Autism Spectrum Teacher Podcast. My name is Steph Reed, and I'm an autism specialist teacher. One of my biggest passions is to help improve outcomes for autistic individuals or those with special needs. I provide training and coaching and outreach support to schools as well as coaching professionals and parents online. If you want to find out more information about this, please visit my website, autismspectrumteacher.com. Okay, so today's episode is all about enhancing opportunities for communication and interaction. And this has been a theme I've been speaking about with staff in schools And it is a real priority for all of us to think about whether we're thinking about children at home or we're thinking about within our setting. How can we enhance and adapt the environment, adapt our teaching, adapt our resources to ensure that we are providing lots of opportunities for communication and interaction? I actually recently this week did a training workshop with staff in a special school. We were thinking about enhancing communication and also thinking about functional skills learning and how we can enhance the learning of those really important life skills, those functional skills. But I thought in the podcast episode today, we could focus on enhancing communication and interaction. And I'm going to ask some questions that hopefully will get you thinking or thinking about the environment that is around you and how this supports the autistic individuals around us. Now, when we're supporting a wide range of need or we're thinking about supporting personal needs related to communication difficulties, it's really important to think about the supports around that person to help them communicate and how we're communicating. So a total communication approach is a combination of our words, our body language, Makaton sign, body signs, objects, photos, symbols, environmental cues. It's a whole communication approach using lots of different forms to support verbal communication. It might be that we are supporting an individual who uses alternative augmentative communication like PECs or core vocabulary boards or perhaps a high-tech device. So of course ensuring that these methods are available at all times is really important and really key to support communication. And and of course we need to enable children to use those preferred means of communication throughout the day. So ensuring that we've got those supports readily readily available at all times. I've just mentioned there using a total communication approach to support our communication and a range of ways that children and young people may be communicating. We know that autistic individuals will have some level of difficulties or challenges with receptive communication and or expressive communication. So understanding that we need to support our communication to help those to understand us 
and what we're asking or what we're wanting and also supports to help the children to express themselves. I just mentioned different methods to enhance our own communication. So for example, using visual supports, our body language, our body positioning, symbols, sign, all of these supports to help our communication can also be a form for the children or young people to communicate as well. So it may be that you know at school your child is, for example, using PECS, the Picture Exchange Communication System, to make requests. Some children who are pre-verbal can learn to use PECS successfully to make requests and to comment as well as support in language development because when you're using pictures, symbols, objects, you're also using speech as well, the, the person that's supporting. They're always going to use speech. Makaton, symbols, sign, pictures, they should not be used without speech. It's always with speech so it will help to support the development of vocabulary. It's really important that we know how much a child or young person is understanding from the supports we're using. And this is obviously the most important because if we're using, for example, photos um, to give a choice to someone, so for example, showing two photos and asking, do you want this or this? If that individual does not understand what those photos are, then the choice becomes meaningless. We need to make sure that this the system we're using, whether it's symbols, objects, pictures, for us to know and be confident that that person takes meaning from those supports. So that's really, really key. And if you're a parent or carer, those conversations with the teachers and teacher assistants you're working with are really, really important. And the speech and language therapist as well. Now it helps for us to model these types of communication. So for example, if your child is using a core vocabulary board, which is a board uh, visually supported with symbols or photos of core vocabulary. Now, they're traditionally used by the child pointing to the symbols to communicate and it might be just pointing or they might be verbally say along with pointing. Now it helps if we're modeling that as well so we're using those same methods that we want the children to be using or we're modeling to the, ch the, the child I mean, I guess that speaks for itself. If we want to teach a child a Makaton sign, then of course we need to model that for them. There's lots of supports that we can ensure are available in the environment. For example, it could be having some symbols accessible on the wall next to where the child sits or accessible on their desk. It could be the way that we are setting up the environment and I'll talk more about that in a bit. Now it's really key that we're providing engaging opportunities 
to motivate the child or the children to want to communicate. And this is really key. We have to really motivate the children to want to communicate. So we're going to have to use really exciting resources. We're going to have to use favorite resources or favorite toys to support the children to want to communicate with us. We want to enhance opportunities to develop attention and focus skills. This is the first part of communication is being able to attend to somebody else or something. So developing attention, developing interaction with others. So with a familiar adult, perhaps with a peer, to be able to make choices or to make a request and then to comment on things of interest to that child or or something that's happening, for example. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to pose some questions and have a th- we'll have a think about are there m- are there going to be more that we can provide for the children, whether it's going to be s- something in the environment or something in our lessons or something we're doing for example in our in the staff interaction with the children and I'm gonna break this down into a few different parts so I'm gonna think about the classroom this the same could maybe be said for our home environment so we'll think about our kind of immediate environment then we'll talk about the playground or outside or perhaps if you have a garden And then we'll talk about relaxing time. So this would be time perhaps where perhaps where you can have some one to one time with your child or so, for example, in my last class of seven autistic children, we had some relaxed time just after after the lunch playtime because the children would come in really excited and really really energized from playtime from running about and having all this physical exercise we would have some relaxing time and this was a really great opportunity to encourage communication about for example different sensory toys or perhaps it was doing some massage where the child could choose which body part for example well think about story time because story is another really exciting group or one-to-one activity where where you can provide lots of opportunities for interaction and communication I'll just ask some questions along the way and they might not be relevant to what you're doing or your class or your children but maybe they're going to spark some other ideas which could lead on to something else it might not be specifically relevant to what I'm saying but maybe it's gonna spark some other ideas okay so let's have our little jingle here and then we'll get right into it and here's your host my favorite teacher Steph Reed. So in the classroom, how can we further adapt the environment to enhance communication and interaction? Now, there is a lot to be said for the way our classroom is set up. 
in terms of the physical environment, how it is structured in a sense of, you know, is it just one big room or is there designated areas which immediately show the child that is the area where we do our work, for example? Is this the area where we do creative activities? This is the sink area where we do washing up and we do some other jobs, for example, handing out the plates, for example, nice functional activity. The, the physical environment can communicate a lot. I know this can be more challenging at home, but perhaps the way that we have set up our layout of the rooms immediately communicates a message. Now, in my classroom, I would always have, within the designated areas, access to different types of communication support. So, for example, on the tables, the children would have their specific seats and they could see that because they had their photos on them. So they knew that immediately communicated to them that was their seat and they could, you know, take part in moving their chair to their desk because they knew where to put it. And... At their desk, they had some communication support specific to them. So it could be your usual important physical needs communication. So, for example, toilet, drink, maybe it's some emotional regulation supports, such as one child would use a beanbag to support his regulation. So he had a photo of a beanbag, which he would point to when he wanted to go to the beanbag great immediately he had access to that communication which without it being there he may not have so those accessible visual communication supports can really are really important for some children when we're thinking about the element of choice if you're supporting children who are able to make choices or they're learning to make choices by providing the element of choice in every lesson in every session you are giving that child the opportunity to choose between whether it's going to be resources or ingredients or color whatever the choice is you're giving them that opportunity for communication and you can do that through different ways through symbols through pictures uh, perhaps it's an objects of reference choice board which has the objects velcroed to a board for example and the child can make the choice between two perhaps it could be we're further thinking about the physical layout of the environment and those visual systems so for example using a, a teach structured workstation where you have different trays with different activities that the child works through and as each activity is finished it's put into a finish box it could be a visual system where for example to support a child to brush their teeth maybe there's three cups labeled one two three and in each of the cup there is the toothbrush, the toothbrush, the flannel, and helping that child to move through the sequence. So thinking about those visual systems and visual communication and those environmental adaptions that can really support communication. 
teachers and teaching assistants. Do you want to feel really prepared and equipped to meet the diverse needs in your class? Do you want to effectively manage, de-escalate and minimise behaviour that's challenging? Do you want to confidently and effectively lead your team in the classroom to maximise impact? Or do you want to stop spending lots of time looking for resources and strategies? Then I'm here to help. Autism for Teachers is an accessible anytime online training course designed to help teachers and teaching assistants meet the holistic needs of autistic children and young people. After consulting in lots of different schools as an autism specialist teacher and advising hundreds of teachers and school leaders on high quality autism provision and practice, I've put together Autism for Teachers to give you an easy and accessible way of gaining the practical strategies and resources that are going to help you effectively support autistic children's learning. Expand your knowledge of autism, developing communication, supporting sensory processing, emotional regulation, behavior, and social interaction with a comprehensive resource base of bite-sized videos featuring lots of practical ways that you can help and support children's learning, progress, and well-being. Perfect for busy teachers. You can gain a toolbox of evidence-based strategies and skills, as well as downloadable resources such as visual support, like timetables or editable documents like behaviour support plans or classroom organisation. We also have packages for schools. Come and join now. It could now. be in your home. You have a designated calm area or quiet area, which is where the child can go to when they want some calm time and that's their area maybe they have a visual choice board for some of those toys or activities that are put away in the cupboards because they're not always out so therefore there needs to be some some form of support to help that child to communicate what they want when those resources are out of sight these type of strategies will need to be taught over time to show the child how to use them. So how to use the choice boards to request to ask for one of those toys, for example. And these types of systems can take a while or it can take some time for the child to learn how to use that system. It's about being consistent and showing the child that if they point to this picture, then they'll get this item or if they give you the picture they get this item if the child is using those sort of systems at school then they can be taught to use them at home and although home is very different to school and that's we've got to remember this it's not as structured as school so it can be a lot more difficult to implement these types of types of systems but it's all about whether we are enhancing communication or whether if that child can already access that toy because it's they can see it, then they're not they don't have a, a reason to communicate or to ask for that toy. So it's thinking about the environment and, and how it's set up and whether that child needs to communicate for that or not. So the environment plays such a key role. And 
Okay, so let's think about outside and the playground. Now, again, all of those things I've just mentioned before are valid outside as well. So are there the communication supports available to the children outside? Is there access to those visual communication supports that they have inside? Do we need to add core vocabulary board outside or access to photos so the children can still make choices about resources or is it that we need to think about the resources we do have outside are they stimulating are they engaging do the children want to ask for them I've seen some really great examples of some vocabulary boards in the playground and how this is supporting children's choice making as well as staff using it to support their own communication as well. Now outside and inside as well anywhere is brilliant opportunities for intensive interaction and intensive interaction is an approach to developing the early fundamentals of communication so thinking about those really early levels of development of communication and interaction from vocalizations to taking turns in exchanges to enjoying interacting with somebody else and intensive interaction is interacting with a child at their level of communication so for example if they are outside and they are climbing and maybe they're tapping their hand on the side of the climbing frame and you're next to them and also tapping your hand and playfully imitating what they're doing in a interaction type way. So they're doing something, you're doing something you may very well get the attention of that individual because you're showing them an interest in what they're doing. Perhaps they're making vocalizations. Oh, maybe you do the same. Oh, you're interacting with them at their level. And I've had, I just love intensive interactions so much. I've had the most amazing interactions with with children and young people of all abilities and all different types of of communication levels but what intensive interaction does is enables that individual to communicate and enjoy communicating with somebody at their level of communication so the reason why I just mentioned all of this is because playtime outside inside anywhere is a great opportunity to interact and to develop interaction through this approach and you can find more information about intensive interaction at intensiveinteraction.org and I'll put a link in the show notes it's absolutely fabulous approach and there's Dave Hewitt's got lots of videos on his website there at intensiveinteraction.org so yeah I'll put that link in the show notes but playtime is definitely an excellent opportunity to take part in those interactions. Are you a parent or carer looking for ways to help your child's development? 
Are you looking to upskill your own knowledge to help you better advocate for your child? There is a lot of information out there and I certainly know it can feel very overwhelming trying to navigate it all to find ways that are really going to help your child and their progress. Autism for Parents is an accessible anytime online course full of bite-sized videos and downloadable resources, giving you lots of practical ways and tips that you can help your child in the areas of developing communication, sensory needs, behavior, emotional regulation, transitions and social interaction. I'm also offering further personalized support with myself, Steph Reed, an autism specialist teacher and consultant to help you identify tailored ways to help your child. Come and join now at autismspectrumteacher.com. Now, as I mentioned before, relax time, that's another time where you have more opportunities for communication and interaction. It might be choosing different resources, maybe it's sensory resources, maybe it's sensory activities, like doing some stretches or using the trumpet or bouncing a ball. Maybe it's taking part in massage and choosing different body parts through having a picture choice board or a photo choice board. You know, maybe is it on your fingers? Is it on your legs? Is it going to be different types of sensory trays where we, where we can explore different sensory resources together? I mentioned story. Story is another fabulous time to enhance communication through making the story come to life. Maybe it's the, using the prop, thinking about the props we're using. Are we making them multi-sensory? Perhaps maybe we're being the characters, the children are being the characters. Maybe it's providing choice boards with key vocabulary from the story. For example, maybe it's a symbol board or a photo board where the, the child can interact with the story by pointing to the pictures or in response to a question. Maybe it's using switches with pictures so that when the child presses the switch, a specific sound from a character is played or the word of the character is said. What I like to do when I'm planning a lesson or a learning activity, I like to specifically think about those opportunities for communication and interaction. So am I providing a choice for example i'm doing a food technology lesson on making a sandwich breaking down that task into visual steps having all my ingredients ready and in order to provide communication and and choice i am providing three different types of filling for the sandwich so the children can choose those ingredients Perhaps it's a science lesson where you're doing a really exciting experiment about different using different materials and maybe it's choosing which colour to use or maybe it's having a choice board of the materials being used in the science experiment and that child choosing which resources to use. 
Of course, all of these different strategies need to be tailored to the needs of the child. It may be that a child doesn't recognize symbols, for example, and a object is going to have much more meaning to them. So making a choice between two objects is going to make more sense to them than than being offered two symbols. So it's all about thinking, what is that child understanding from that choice or from this method of communication? And providing them with the best opportunities to take part in interactions and communication. Maybe this podcast episode has sprung some ideas into your mind or you think, oh, maybe I can give that a try or maybe I should try this. Write it down. Don't forget to write it down because if you're anything like me and you probably are, (laughs) I think we all are, we will forget and if we just write that one thing down, think about how you'll, how you'll be able to do it, what resources you'll need and then just give it a go, implement it, see if it is enhancing those opportunities for communication. Now I always love to hear from you, from the listeners, so please get in touch with me. My email is steph at autismspectrumteacher.com. We also have a Facebook group where we're always talking about lots of different teaching ideas. It's called Autism and Inclusive Teaching Ideas. So come and join. Come and take part in the conversation. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube with the username Steph Reed Autism. So let's connect. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast and I always love to hear your feedback. So please do leave a review on your podcast platform. For example, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go and leave a review on the Apple Podcast platform. I'd really appreciate it. It also means that more people will find the podcast because the more reviews you get, the more likely the podcast is going to be seen in the search function. And also just make sure you're subscribed because you'll get the next episode sent to your device. I hope you found this useful or you've enjoyed it or you want to share it with colleagues or with friends. Thank you very much. Take care and I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye bye. (laughs)